everybody, it's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ronma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey everyone, welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 358. We are that podcast also anime, games, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ronma S. I'm Ari Rockefeller. And I'm Mako-chan. This weather's been really outlandish, hasn't it? Yeah, it's ass today. Yeah, I mean, I think I'm the only one that kind of realized it, like, in the last... I, I understand people are, are complaining that the weather has gone from winter directly to summer, and then back to spring. Now, I remember, like, right after I got out of the military, and... And when I was at home for a while, I mean, it, it was spring, then summer. And then it's like in the last like five or six years, maybe a little bit longer than I've, I've noticed that it went from winter to summer for three, four weeks. And then it just leveled off into spring until June because May was always been like a very good hoodie weather for me. But this whole month of May, I've been flipping between my, my generic black hoodie and my Yohane hoodie. So, And I tell this to people, and they think that I'm crazy. I'm like, okay, whatever. <sighs> we are live tonight, week of May 22nd, 2018, here on the VOG Network. We're here live Tuesdays at 9.30 p.m. Eastern with replays Thursdays at 2 p.m. Eastern. Check out our interactive chat room at live.vognetwork.com. Chat clients such as Merc, XChat, Chatzilla can use irc.gamesearch.net. Chat room is VOG, V-O-G, or you can head on over to animejamsession.com slash network, and there is an IRC link if you can click that and it'll pop up with Chatzilla. I believe if you're running um, any version, version 57 of Firefox or older, It'll go through older, newer versions. You have to tell it to run, and it's good. And if you don't, and we also have our web chat and you can join us in chat room vog vog. We also have a Discord. You can find, join us there at vognetwork.com/discord, and it'll bring you right in via the application or the browser. And pretty much the live shows have their own channel, so swing by, check it out, and have a good time. And um. Let's see what else. Check-ins are now live, so go ahead and earn your VOG points. And if you're listening on our podcast feed, um, there is a passphrase. When you hear that passphrase, head over to VOGnetwork.com, put the phrase in, and earn some VOG points. Cool stuff. <sighs> We're going to go around the room. How was your week? How was your day? Let me adjust the volume. Ari, how was your week? How was your day? Uh, well, there was CloverCon on Sunday, and we'll be getting into that later, I mm-hmm. guess. But um, other than that, you know, vacation was calm, you know, relaxed for the most part. But this is a hangover week for me. Because, you know, in between paychecks and you know, it's just going to work so pain in the ass because it just feels like everything's just much, I don't want to say more intense, but more, you know, mm-hmm. much more of a drag. So, yeah, I'm just trying to get through the week the best I can. That's good. And, and you know, 
double checking the convention schedule, see what else we have coming up next. Hmm. I believe for the whole squad, it'll be anime next. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> well, for the most part, I'm surviving, I guess. Alright. It's always good to survive. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh. Mako-chan, how was your week? How was your day? Well, things were going well until, you know, it rained all day on Saturday. Mm. And walking around in said rain at, uh, you know, convention, I ended up with conflict. I don't. Yuck. I, I, I think that I would like to call that accidentally implied conflict because generally you get conflict by being at the con. It's generally nine out of ten. It doesn't. You don't get it via the weather, so it's like you know, you got. You know what I'm saying? Well, the weather helped. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, with all of that loveliness, um, <clears throat> I have been sick and dealing with that, and I'm basically on here to talk about the cons, and then I will probably go off. Fair enough. Well, my weekend day has been interesting. You know, I end up hitting Castle Point and CloverCon, something we'll talk about later. End up getting some new luggage to travel with, so I'm giving that the dry run. I end up ordering replacement parts I need, not replacement, but accessories for the new camcorder. And it kind of sucks that. Yeah. It kind of sucks that the part that I needed did not arrive, so I got the replacement one. And this is something I just did. I took it, I took the part which is in the bubble envelope off my printer. And I threw it on my bed. It's a light, lightweight packet envelope. So I figured it would just land right on the de on the bed. No, it went behind my bed, up against the wall. I'm just like, Jesus Christ! I mean, I have to pull the frame out and pull that sucker out. But um, it is what it is. Also, um. I might as well say it now, um, my birthday is coming up, my leveling up, and thank you to the talented and lovely Mako-chan, I got my present, thank you. You're welcome. And it consisted of no Nozomi figure plush, um, a Yohane keychain, and a Yohane figurine, so, suck it, Bob Coffee, haha, <laughs> just kidding. But, um, right, actually, no, it, was not a, it was not a Yohane figurine. Oh, no, 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 honey. It was, um, not, you're right, you're right. It wasn't Yohane. It's one of my other waifus, um, Mami Tomoe from Madoka Magica. There it you would, go. Yeah, take me a second. It looks like, it take a second. Um, other than that, I'm just trying to get stuff together for the cons, you know, and photos. And I know that people have been asking me about pictures. Um, I'm working on pictures. Please remember, I do work a full-time job and I do have last year's photos I'm working on but what I'm going to do is do my best to kind of alternate between photos back and forth I've been getting a lot of requests for Zenkai over the prior cons so I'm going to work on that as best as I possibly can so please bear with me my main goal is before the end of the summer have all the photos up and ready to go and by the end of the year have all of the videos edited and posted so 
And speaking of videos, I got I'm working on a video for a friend for a masquerade, so I gotta check in on the check in on that and see how that's coming across. So <sighs> Alright. Alright, we got that all out of the way. And pretty quickly too, so that gives us room to really talk about tonight's um, festivities. So, what we're going to do, we're going to take our first break. And when we get back, we're going to talk about both cons. Plus, I need to rant about this Thundercats Roar reboot. Uh, I, 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 I got some words. <laughs> oh, boy. And We've had lots of words. Yes. We're probably all going to chime in on this. And people are going to be offended. Feelings will be hurt. That's all you need to know. No, all you need to know is that opinions are like assholes, and everybody has one. And they all stink. Yeah. <laughs> and again, it doesn't help that the person that's spearheading this is trolling the fans right back, so fuck him. But whatever. Hmm. Alright, let's go ahead and take our first break. So, um, we'll be back.
Now that was a re reference going way, way back. I that was Get Backers. I actually enjoyed it. I just never got a chance to finish the series, and I'm hoping that I get my hands on it. It comes out of the Blu-ray box set. So, anywho, and we're also in our little group chat, and we're looking at different uh fa Sailor Moon fan art, which the Venus one kind of left me uh disappointed. And what did you say? What did you say about it, Mako? No, the the one that Ari posted, the Sailor Moon, looks like a chibi version of No Flutter's design. Well, somebody's gotta get they start the inspirations from somewhere, so you know. Anywho, um, <clears throat> let, 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 let people gather around, get your drinks, get your food. I, I think we need to have a little talk here, and, and I'm probably going to go full circle here, so we'll see how that shit goes. So, first of all, I kind of need some music here, so... Oh boy, here we go. And I think you all know this song already, because I'm not even going to have to explain myself. Now... It was recently announced that Thundercats was was given a green light for a reboot. Thundercats Roar. As I like to call it, a really bad, shitty remake of the original series. Now, I get it. When it comes to reboots, 9 times out of 10, the reboot is for the new generations of fans coming in. And generally, that reboot has to fit within with a, of an animation style or television style, or comedic style, of what's popular. Sometimes you can't go against the grain, or else it'll get ignored. Now, everybody is losing their shit over Thundercats Roar, a, which it looks to be like a chop socky animation mishmash. You're also talking to somebody who did not like Teen Titans Go. Personally, Teen Titans Go is a fucking abomination of the original series. And you're not going to change my mind on that. Now, and even worse, Teen Titans Go acknowledged the uh, fans' reaction to it and made it into a plot point and turned and and had one of the bad guys be a representation of all the fans like the old Teen Titans better. Yeah, but you know what? Fuck him. But I get it. See, but the thing that really aggravated me is the fact that the original Teen Titans series was, was, was comedic, but it was dark it had action it was a great series same thing with thundercats but thundercats got a reboot seven years ago where they took it back to the prior generation of young lionel unfortunately cartoon network didn't properly advertise the series and if you're gonna tell me that they did you can go fuck yourself because they didn't no cartoon network definitely dropped the ball yes they did so don't sit there and defend them, you fucking white knights, okay? They didn't. It bounced around in different time slots till it got the untimely death. You would even think that it being on Toonami would help, but no, not really. I will tell you this now. I will bootleg Thundercats 2011 just to get my hands on it. Because as far as I know, the series was not put out on home video. And by home video, I'm talking about DVD, Blu-ray, but whatever. Now I don't think Netflix or anything like that has no, it. No, but here's the thing. Now... That animation style of Teen Titans Go is called the Cal Art style. 
there is a proper definition, but I like to call it lazy animation. We talked about on this show, maybe about a couple of years back, about a, a, a hentai company putting out really bad hentai animation, flash animation, and we have seen it. It was so bad. It was so, 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 so bad. Which one? Because I feel like there's a whole bunch of anim of a hentai that can fit that description. Probably a good 80% of hentai that's coming out now is just is generally probably poor flash animation. Okay? Huh. Now, not all CalArts style is bad. Steven Universe is an example of CalArts style. I like Steven Universe. Granted, in the beginning, Steven was an annoying little shit, but it got better. Steven Universe has an actual plot. There you go. And the plot is very more adult-oriented, and I think that's where the issue comes from. That, too. Now, another example, I like The Amazing World of Gumball. That is another example of CalArt style. That doesn't bother me, because that's an original series. So See, I, I'm not a fan of Gumball. And I can and I get and I totally understand that. I get that. Now Thundercats. We expected something more, you know, maybe more of a modern style of animation. Because I think a lot of people forget that um Thundercats is an anime. And if you could tell me I'm wrong, go watch the end credits. Go look it up on the Wikipedia. The series was done in Japan by Pacific Animation Corporation. We, the dubbing was done here, but the animation was done over there. It still makes it an anime, so deal with that. Now, and I get it. I have totally accepted that a lot of reboots are not meant for my generation. It is not meant for the generation past me or it may be but reboots are generally designed for the generation past the one that passed me i mean no no the generation past the one that's out now so we're talking the dot-com generation the boom gen internet boom generation and going into the millennial generation that's what these reboots are for that's who's really watching this more or less that you know who ha more or less who has the money. And I understand millennials ain't got m I get that. But remember, Gen Xers have kids. Those Gen Xers' kids are generally .com slash boom slash cuss millennial. The Gen Xers have money to buy, you know, to buy the shit. And that's where it's come down to. And that's why I've accepted things like Ghostbusters reboot. Y'all already know how I feel about this. But I accept it for what it is. Now... There are exceptions to this. Voltron Legendary Defender. That is an amazing reboot. I think it's more of a retelling of the series because they added the lore of the original American translation and the J original Japanese series. The animation style is amazing. And if you look around online, there are people who are doing parodies of the CalArt style for, for regular sh cartoons. And I think people were losing their shit over Ed, Ed, and Eddie. Which I completely understand, and I don't blame them. They were losing their shit over a whole lot of pe people, not just Ed, oh. Ed, and Eddie. <laughs> oh, I believe it. Because honestly, I mean, Ed, Ed, and Eddie, I have to admit, the animation was kind of lazy to me, sloppy. But the cartoons were good. It was good. 
pretty sure it was meant to be weird. So the uh, <clears throat> so the animation was made to reflect that. Mm-hmm. Now I, I I'm gonna look up something that somebody said on my uh my, on my Facebook and I I I got salty at the comment, but I respect her comment. But I was still salty as fuck about it. Um, let's see if I can find it. All right. Oh, come on. Um, I I should have bookmarked this shit, but I didn't think to. But eh, shit happens. Uh, all right. Come on. Alright, I think this is it right here. Alright, here it is. There is some level of art elitism regarding the art style of Thundercats Roar. It's a little sad because I remember seeing people criticize for how they carry their own style once upon a time. The original Thundercats series was hot garbage. 2011 one was decent, but it didn't still do well to make the seasons. But it created to sell the toys, lol. Beautiful art doesn't make the story good. Ugly art doesn't make the story bad. Rick and Morty, y'all. Fuck Rick and Morty. I'm going to stick. I'm going to stick you guys in the same category as the fans who got upset that certain characters weren't paired, and so on and so forth. First things first, my friend. The fact that you said the original Thundercats series was hot garbage, you can go literally go fuck yourself. Seriously, <laughs> go fuck yourself. How fucking dare you say that the original series was hot garbage? That was an amazing series. But you know what? You're entitled to your opinion, and generally most people's opinions are wrong. And vice versa, and so on, and so on, and so forth, etc. Fine, whatever, done. The 2011 one was good, but again, Cartoon Network dropped the freaking ball. And as for Rick and Morty, I don't like Rick and Morty. I think it's a trash series for trash people. Especially after the whole Szechuan sauce debacle. The fuck is wrong with you people? Ugh. And we go into the chat room here. Raging says, honestly, I never was a fan of the original Thundercats. Yeah, I'd watch it if there was nothing better on. But back to I was a fan of Transformers, Voltron, He-Man, Predator. Hey, I was a fan of all those except He-Man for reasons being. But I still watched it. I, I get that. And Dr. Tsui says, remind me of Bionic 6. Those credits are half U.S. and half Japanese ones. Yeah, Bionic 6 is also anime. It was put out by TMS. I forget what that stands for, but that is also an anime series. A good chunk of the cartoons from the 80s was anime, pretty much. Like, Thundercat. I'm not saying, uh, Transformers. I mean, fuck. You know? Voltron. There you go. Wouldn't surprise me if He-Man is listed there, too. Now, TMS is Tokyo Movie uh, Shinsha. All right, thank you. Are they still around? Uh, they're the ones that put out Detective Conan. Oh, there you go. So, so our Mako-chan, you would know that one, so. Well, I, I did have to look that one up. Okay. But, I mean, you, you go far enough back, mm -hmm. and things like Rainbow Bright. Yep. You look at that shit, it's all out of Japan. And, mm -hmm. if, and if you compare animation styles back then between two different suits, you can see the difference, you know? So, I'm just like, you know what? I'm just honestly blowing off steam. Do I really feel that way about my friend who said that? No. I just didn't like her comment or her opinion, and I was salty about it. But I respect her opinion nonetheless. Because there have been times me and her, we have kind of gone to blows over stuff. We're still friends, 
didn't like each other's uh, um, opinions, but it is what it is, you know. And as DT says, now that's the series I want to see come back. I almost say I do whatever we want, just bring the theme song back. Oh, yes, the, th the Bionic 6 theme song is fucking amazing, okay? Yeah, I, I get that. That was like the high point of like 80s music. I mean, like, damn. But, anywho. I will say this, though. Mm -hmm. Going back to the whole, you know, it's not for us, it's for the little kids. Right. The thing is, and I said this when they rebooted um, Gem and the Holograms. Mm hmm If you're going to take a series and do nothing but use the name to garner attention, and nothing about the series is going to actually play towards what the original series was about... You are looking to garner attention from those fans. You're not looking to do it for the kids. You're hoping to get nostalgia feels from parents that are out, you know, that have kids now that used to watch that shit when they were younger mm -hmm. and go, here, kids, this is what I used to watch. Mm -hmm. So while the kids will start watching it, they're, you know, the only reason why they're doing it is because the parents are going, I used to watch this. Go ahead and watch it. And when the parents finally sit down and watch it, they go, what the fuck is this shit? Honestly, knowing, you know, people our age becoming parents and you're living through the A's and whatnot, I wouldn't be surprised if they whipped out a DVD of the original series, or, you know, where it's like burned onto a, on a CDRW yeah. disc or, uh, hell, even old VHSs as they got it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, going going back to the Gem and the Holograms, they literally just took the name of the series yep. and the names of some of the characters, and that was it. Yep. Everything else followed the whole Disney, Nickelodeon, you know, musical genre of that time, high school musical bullshit, mm -hmm. and that's what it followed. Basically, because they thought that was popular. I mean... Yeah, and they, they screwed themselves over because they they went so far away from what the original source was. And Teen Titans Go, I, I seriously think the only thing that actually saved that is that they got all of the original voice actors back. Yes. And kept it in such a way to continue the nostalgia. And let us not forget Power, <clears throat> the Powerpuff Girls reboot. Yes, that too is the Cal Art style, but it it was a good show. I mean, it was awesome. This new reboot, you you got brand new voices, and it's the it all fell flat, you know. Yeah, and I mean, it's still doing well because it's you know, girl superheroes for kids, but a lot of the older people that would have you know continued to watch it it fell flat with them. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, congrats that it got a hook into the younger kids. But at the same time, they have tried to do certain reboots that have completely failed because they've gone away from what the series originally was. And to make this series now a complete... I don't know. <clears throat> a complete joke, basically... I mean, you're you're basically just trying to piss off the fans. And I think sometimes they they don't mean to, but when you're but when you're like one of the creators of a reboot and you're trolling back, fuck you. Don't be surprised if the series only lasts like one season, maybe. 
Yeah, Maybe because, two. Because no one's gonna, because you know what it boils down to? No one's gonna watch it. No one's gonna buy the merch, and it gets canceled. All right. Now, as uh, Doctor Tsuya says, our chat room at live.vognetwork.com. That was my main issue with Ghostbusters. I could give a fuck that it's an all-female cast. Most reboots I've seen nowadays have some ties to the original movie, like Chris Pratt's Jurassic World. You know, there were Nazi original JP in the movie. Yeah, remember Jurassic World isn't a reboot; it's a sequel to the original trilogy in a way. But as for Ghostbusters, yeah, I totally get that. I don't care if it was all female. I like them, those actresses. But it didn't work together as them as a team. It just didn't click well. And they, it, they took so they took way too much from the. They didn't take enough from the original for it to be garnered in the way it did. But it is. And see, I didn't like the new Ghostbusters because I don't like those actresses. That's fine. I get that. No. I much would. I, I would rather have them have used. I, I, I guess I'll say more seasoned comedians. Or have somebody, or have, or if you have a brand new comedian, have that as your fourth person bringing him in, you know? Yeah, I mean, I just, it, to me, it felt like, like bridesmaids going ghost hunting. Mm-hmm. And I so did not like that movie. Honestly, I think the new Ghostbusters would, would have been better if it was like one of the scrapped ideas from the original movie where they're going to set up individual, like, you know, little ghost hunter franchises all over the country. See, and they could have done that. I mean, they're, they're making it out to be New York City that they're in, and they filmed in Boston. So they very easily could have said, you know what, this is going to be the Boston branch. We're opening it up. You know, they screwed up in New York and ghosts are all out again. So, you know, they could have very easily done something like that and made it more of a franchise sequel than trying to do a reboot. And I think, you know, story-wise, it would have done better. But I also really wish they would have gotten, you know... Uh, veteran comedians to do it. Yeah, but 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 enough about that. I, I I think we've railed on this enough. I mean, it is yeah. what it is. We're going to accept it, but we're still gonna bitch if we don't like it, and that is our God-given right. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. So enough about that. Let's talk about Castle Point and Clovercon, or I like to call it the Clusterfuck and the Great and the Great Show. Mm. Oh, Castle Point was bad. Yes, it was. Very, very bad. I mean, not very, very bad, but it was bad enough. Now... Oh, boy. It was was a clusterfuck. Yeah. I mean, not for nothing. It didn't help the fact that it was raining this, this past weekend. And just remember, me and Mako only covered Saturday because we did Sunday for Clovercon. I will say that while the venue was new, the convention is not. Mm -hmm. The convention has been around for enough years now that it should, quote-unquote should, know about simple things such as signage. It should know about simple things such as uh, accessibility. Um, We ended up getting there late. And for anybody that's actually gone to this convention center, I know they've done 
um, BronyCon there. Anime Next used to be there. Uh, they did another convention there lately. <clears throat> but when you walk in, there are three double doors that you walk through to go into the convention center. I know with Anime Next, and I'm not sure about the other uh, conventions, there is a, another set of those double doors on the other side of the hall for people to walk out of. Instead of doing that and having it be a hell of a lot easier for people to get in and out of the actual expo center, they had one set of the three sets of double doors at the entrance open for in and out. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> that, you know, that just boggled my mind. That you have everybody going into that convention center through one set of double doors. And they didn't fix that until 2 o'clock on Saturday. And also one thing. Now, we always talk about how at, with college-based conventions that they don't put out enough signage. And as I said... It's on a college campus. There's a print shop. It's not hard. When we got there, they were still writing. They were still making the signs. And I'm just like, here we go. I mean, now when you walk in, to, to, to your right was a curtained off area for main stage, for, for the concerts, for the bands. Further, a little bit further down were your panel rooms. Now, as long as they kept the panel doors closed, the room doors closed, you can hear some stuff. You can hear for the most part. Overall, if it was open, it was a little bit harder to hear. Now, as with all conventions, it, it, it takes time to get into the dealer's room. It was at least a 40 to 45 minute wait to get in there before the lines died down. And I walked through there. Jesus. Yeah, I walked through there. It was some nice stuff. I have to admit... A lot of what was in there is lot was a lot more overpriced than I see at normal conventions. At least by five to ten. Talking dealers room, not the artist alley area. Then on the other side was the game room. Thank you, Tokyo Attack. And inside there was an open area for tabletop gaming. Now, past that is an open area. I did a photo shoot over there. Now if you go over to the Holiday Inn, they had paneling panel events up on the seventh floor and a long line for the Maid Cafe. And I was like, yeah, no, I am not going near the Maid Cafe. I'd rather not. I mean, there were some great cosplays there, and I, and I thought that was great. I really enjoyed that. I mean, my whole beef is the convention center itself. They have, um, in the very back of it, is where their kitchen is. Yep. Um, so that's usually where the food stall is, and then they usually have a small seating area. Instead, they did a portable kitchen area and were selling, like, messy food. Mm -hmm. They were selling Philly cheesesteaks and sausage and pepper sandwiches and not things that you would normally eat while you're just standing and walking around the convention. Was there, like, more than one mobile kitchen set up for food? N not that I saw. Okay, I they just right. had that one. Okay. 
but there was no place for anybody to actually sit. So, I mean, not just for eating, there was no place in the convention center for people to just hang out unless they wanted to sit all the way in the back, away from everything, on concrete. Mm. And you can't tell me that there aren't chairs, because I've been in that convention center where the entirety of that convention center is used for made events, and they have chairs fill the entire place. So you can't tell me that they could not set up a couple of chairs and tables for people to sit and relax and eat instead of having to walk around. Now, we have been going to Castle Point for several years, and it was good on the campus. The only issue was that the area that they used for the dealer's room, Artist Alley, just got really crowded. And I get that. It was a small area. Another issue I had, which I'm starting to see at a lot of conventions, is not you're not allowed to take photos in Artist Alley dealer's room. Now, I get that for the Artist Alley aspect, in case you, t- if you see something you like, you take a picture of and try to make it yourself. That ain't right. Don't do that. Take a picture of their business card. On the dealer's room side, it's perfectly understandable if you want to take a picture of something so you can try to find it later. Now, I feel that if you are press, you should be allowed to take pictures because you're not going to sit there and take pictures of stuff, you know. You're going to take pictures of the cosplayers. You might do a couple of wide-angle shots of the room, you know, so people can see what's going on. That's fine, whatever, you know. But I will say this. The convention itself is too small for the Expo Center. It really is. And I think if it was a be- if, if the weather was nicer that weekend, it probably wouldn't have been that big of a clusterfuck, but you're, you're making- No, it still would have been a clusterfuck. But not it as just bad. there wouldn't have been everybody could have gone outside to hang out. Yeah. I mean, the area is absolutely gorgeous. Um there's a nice lawn right in front of one of the hotel rooms for pictures. Ho- Holiday Inn. Yep. And then behind that hotel is, you know, a whole array of food stands and, you know, Japanese food, Chinese food, there are restaurants there, there's a movie theater there. But there's an entire open area that's just trees and, you know, benches and things like that. So I do I will say that the weather kind of screwed that up. But at the same time, knowing that the weather was going to screw that up, they should have had another place for people to sit. I mean, some people just want to be able to go into the convention and hang out with friends. Maybe they don't want to go to the panels, you know, but they'd still Mm -hmm. like to sit and hang out and talk. And that, you know, that was not available. Whereas going to the college, there were plenty of places for them to sit and hang out and not have to worry about anything. And I think they just completely forgot that, oh, hey, we're not at home and we need to think about this shit. Mm-hmm. Now, now, honestly, for next year, what Castle Point needs to do is go to the Crown Plaza, which is on the other side of the Meadowlands, where Anime Next first started. I actually think Castle Point would fit a lot better in there. For a two-day con, I think that is perfect. That's the one they uh, did uh, Manga Next out of, yep. too, right? Mm-hmm. That's where Manga... Yep. And I yeah, that, that would have been perfect yep. for them. It's the perfect size for them. Everything would have been in one building. I mean, the only issue is that there's really nothing around there to eat. 
you have to get stuff delivered or you have to drive, which is, you know, a problem. stuff of your own. I mean, there is, actually, there is a deli one block away. I mean, it's something, you know, it's something. But I get, you know, all this stuff is, I I totally get that. Um, I want to look up the Meadowlands real quick. Um, I mean, if, if they are, you know signed in to be using this facility for longer than this year i think they really need to plot out things a little bit better um if they're going to have a band playing the entirety of Mm. you know the convention maybe they need to do that you know rearrange things because with the band playing I, it was so loud and so obnoxious, and it just echoed because the center wasn't full enough for it not to echo. There was so much empty space in the convention center itself that it didn't matter where you went in the center, it just echoed. Not that the music was bad, it was just very loud, and it, it didn't sound right because it was so echoey. Yeah. Now, I'm looking this up. Now, now one thing I will tell you, as somebody who goes to cons, my thing is, if you have to have the con in multiple locations, keep it as close and tighten it as possible, especially in bad weather. I think it was a bad move of them to have some panels and events and the May Cafe at the Holiday Inn, which is like a two to five minute walk. For some people, that's not so bad. Others, eh. Maybe if the wait, wait. The Holiday Inn, you said? Yeah. Now, right if next it was to... big enough and had enough conference rooms, no. you could probably hang the entire convention in there. No, no, no. No, no it's none, not big enough no, for that. None of these hotels. Oh, well, oh never mind then. <laughs> right next door to the Expo Center is the Embassy Suites. They have meeting rooms there. That you could have put in there. I think that would have been a lot better, you know? I mean, I think it would have been cool to take two suite rooms and make it into a awesome what get some chairs and tables make it into a nice made cafe of sorts that would have been kind of cool but far as i know maybe they couldn't do it maybe whatever reason but it would have been a great idea i would have liked that now, yeah, it definitely would have been a lot easier than having to traipse because mm-hmm. i mean it's not like the hotel that they were part that they were partnered with was across the street right you had to cross the street, you had to walk down a block, and then the hotel is set back. As I said, there's a really nice, you know, green in front of the hotel. Yep. So you have to walk past all of that just to get to the entrance of the hotel. And now what was interesting, one of the main issues about Anime Next was people would have picnics on that lawn and leave their trash. Oh yeah, oh, God, people are slobs. Of course they would. Clean up your shit, motherfuckers. Like, my whole thing, I really wished it hadn't rained because my whole plan was to actually just stay out on that green, have a picnic, watch the cosplayers, because I knew they were going to be out there, you know, being idiots. And that was my plan. And then it rained the entirety of the fucking day. Yeah. Overall, Castle Point is good. I just think that this year they, they, they dropped the ball. I feel that for next year, go. What did, what did I say that hotel was? Yeah, go to the Crown Plaza, build it out there, 
stay there for a couple of years and then keep pushing it up because honestly i don't even know what what their um numbers were for this year so yeah i mean they they definitely chose a convention center that was too big for their needs well according to well they haven't reported numbers lately but as of 2016 5,165. So, now... Well, I mean, not for nothing, that's about the same size as Zenkaikon. Mm-hmm. And Zenkaikon fits into one small-ass convention center and hotel. So I kind of think that those numbers are kind of embellished. They're, they're either inflating their numbers, or they really got too big of a convention center. Mm-hmm. Because, I'm sorry, if Zenkai Khan can take, you know, the convention center itself is just main events and the dealer's hall. Everything else, you know, is basically up in the hotel. So if you're telling me that a convention that's the same size as Zenkai Khan needs, you know, a huge convention center and a hotel to be able to work its magic, you know, that's that's... They're over, yeah. I, overblowing their numbers there. I, I will say this: Zenkai <clears throat> was at the Oaks Convention Center, and they had a similar issue with the noise, but everything was more spread out, so it wouldn't be so bad. I think they could they could have pushed the game room a little bit further. They they could have if they thought about it. They, they could have, but it is what it is. But you know what? We have a soft spot for local conventions, so we're going to give them another chance next year and see how it goes. Cause... This was our misstep here. Yeah. And you know what? No convention's perfect. Shit happens. So, CPAC people, if you hear us next year, Crown Plaza, do it up there. I think it'll work out so much better. And Well, that's if they can. Yeah. Who knows how many, you know, how many years they yeah, plotted already. Now... If they've signed up for more than just this year, yeah. they're stuck there. Yeah. And also, if you do go to the Crown Plaza, food trucks. Uh, yeah, food trucks. Mm-hmm. So, after that, we all trucked down to Central Jersey. We got a hotel room, crashed there. And then we went to GloberCon. It's like one of our, believe it or not, Clovercon is one of our favorite conventions because there's one thing that we do like is that when we do our convention reports, positive, negatives, ups or downs, left or right, whatever, a lot of times people who are, who are staffers or higher-ups will reach out to us and appreciate some of the stuff that they're saying and take into consideration, you know, some of the ideas and suggestions. And we give these ideas and suggestions not because we're full of ourselves, it's because it's from prior experience. We've gone to conventions. Ha- have We've been doing this for years. Half of us have actually staffed and worked behind the scenes, so, you know. It's like, unfortunately, we, because of our experience, we know what works. And we know what everybody else wants, too. And signage is definitely one of them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Please, for the love of God, signage. Yeah, I should not walk into the expo center and go, uh, there's a dark hallway of curtains. What's down there? Oh, that's the exit to the dealer's hall and the entrance to the video game room. Oh, thank you for no signage. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Uh-huh. Okay, so... Anyway, Clovercon. Yes, 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 yes. You want to kick it off? Um, sure. All right. So, Clovercon, I love this convention. Um, I always have a ton of fun, and unfortunately, I think they suffered for having Castle Point this weekend as well. Uh, it was a lot less crowded than normal. Uh, which again, I think is Castle Point's fault. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what we were saying. Because normally, CloverCon it's a little packed, but when you have two conventions in the same state that are literally like thirty to forty minutes away from each other, you know, so someone's attendance is going to suffer. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I. I. As I said, I really like CloverCon. Uh. The. The array of dealer artist is usually really good they get a really nice mix of stuff mm-hmm. they get some you know some voice actors in there they get some really cool panels they have a manga library mm-hmm. they do videos and then they have food and it's yummy food. and it's cheap so cheap, yummy food is always a plus, especially with places to sit down and eat said cheap, yummy food. Yep. Oh, yeah. But then again, at the front, they had a big bowl full of Smarties and Pezzes, so I was just occasionally going back to them to uh, keep myself going. Mm-hmm. Now, one thing I do like about, Cal- about oh, say, CloverCon's dealer's room it's more unique. I think there you'll find more interesting and interesting goods there. Like, I bought an exclusive Sailor Moon, uh, a, a cool, I guess it's, I haven't even taken it out of the package. It's just sitting here. Um, let's see. Sail, it's Minako and the maid outfit. And it looks like it's something that you can hang up. Or put out on display, which will probably means it'll go on display in my uh, display case. I may post a picture of it later if I remember to. But this was one of the, a rare item from from the from the maid cafe. It looks like something that kind of sits out. It looks really cute. Um, yeah, um, Japan did a couple of different runs of the Sailor Moon. Um, Made cafe, mm-hmm. uh, the Q-Pot stuff. Uh, that's where that came from. And basically, once they were sold out, that was it. You can't get it anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, this the dealer was also selling some of the Sanrio collaboration stuff, which you know basically is only just coming out now. Yeah, so and, and it was a lot of um, Osamatsu-san stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I mean, a, a lot of the, you get a lot of different stuff, you get a lot of homemade stuff, you get a lot of artists doing their their fan art, but you also get a lot of good, you know, they had a lot of plushies there, they had a lot of figures, uh, a lot of uh, Japanese import, and, you know, unfortunately with the Japanese import, you are paying the import price, but mm-hmm. still, not as expensive as you would be getting if you went to you know, your anime next or your Otakon or something like that because they know with a small convention, especially a small convention that caters to a younger crowd, if they want to sell it, they can't 
overinflate the price too much. Okay. Um, I looked it up. It's a Sailor Moon Cafe acrylic coaster. And you're never going to use it as a coaster, are, are you? Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> I didn't think so. Are you... I have to say it. Nigga, is you crazy? <laughs> <laughs> I was just asking what I kind of knew the answer to already. Yeah, I looked it up. If somebody was selling the Venus, Saturn, and Mercury ones for 12 British pounds, which translates to about six, a little bit over 16 bucks, I paid 20. I think I got a good deal. So this will go on the top. On, this will probably go on display in my on the, on my top shelf. So. Yeah, I know yeah. one of the uh, sellers that I go through on Facebook. You pay for the product, you pay for shipping, and you pay them a fee for basically shopping for you. Mm -hmm. It comes out to about you know fifteen to twenty bucks for those things. So it's you're you're basically paying yeah you're basically paying retail price for it Mm -hmm. for the most part. Now, again, CloverCon the layout is similar to with other conventions (laughs) where sorry about that. There's one room that has everything together, which is your uh, dealer's room and artist alley, which is nice. And if you look as you walk up and down the loca- the the, the, the uh, aisles, you can kind of figure out what's what. But to be perfectly honest, it feels more like an artist alley than a dealer's room because there's a lot of handmade merchandise there, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And towards the back of the main area is your mini cafe for you can get fried rice, lo mein, bubble tea, and on the right-hand side was the stage for the cosplay catwalk, which has gotten better over the years. So I, I agree with that. Um, when we first started going to CloverCon, it was basically you know, a whole big group of people just coming up and walking out, and they've really, you know, they've really done a really good job of separating that, making mm-hmm. it easier for everybody to follow. Uh, this year they broke it down even more to do, um, because again, it is to register participation for this week's episode of anime jam session on vognetwork.com. Use the passphrase tuba. You know, it is a convention, you know, it's a, it's run by the 4-H. So they're not, you know, doing things at professional standards. So they have, you know, a youth group, they have a teen group, they have an adult group. And then each one of those this year was broken down to those that handcrafted their cosplay and those that either purchased or basically closet cosplay. Yes. So I really like that, you know, they're being very inclusive with it. So if people just want to pull, you know, an outfit together, they can still go up there and show off and go, hey, you know what? It, it might not be something that I did. I put it together, though, and, you know, I am this character, and I'm doing a really good job at it. And they get the recognition for it, which is what it should be. Cosplay is for everyone. <laughs> it is. That's Cosplay is for everyone. So I love that this convention, you know, really puts that out there, that, you know, everybody can participate. Everybody is able and willing no matter where they are on the spectrum of being able to sew or not sew. So, I mean, I really enjoy that, that aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, like I said, we come from a generation where we've seen like masquerades evolve to now where you do online pre-reg and stuff. 
in a way, I could see Clovercon doing that where you just click here to sign up on a Google form, name, email address, your cosplay. Simple as that, you know. I could see something like that, but if they don't do that, it's still awesome, you know, because it's still... Yeah, I don't even I don't even think they need to. Yeah. You know, you walk in, you go, oh, hey, you know what? I'm in cosplay and I kind of want to participate. You know, where do I sign up? Yep. And the game room is probably where you probably find most people because that's where a lot of air conditioning is. <laughs> but I mm-hmm. noticed they have a couple of GameCubes and Xbox Ones there. So that's pretty awesome. Yeah, they went from, uh, you know, current gen all the way down to N64. That's cool. I mean, I think we should... I think they also need an NES, but you know, hey, gotta know your and history. They, and they had a, it was like cut in half. The other half was for tabletop gaming yep. and like. Mm-hmm. There even D and D sessions as well. Yep. Now, what they cool about CloverCon is, you can go outside, and like, they have a volleyball net set up, and that's kind of cool. There's a couple of benches out there, which is kind of cool. But it wasn't the volleyball net wasn't set up this year because of the weather, which is kind of which is definitely understandable. Yeah, I mean, especially since they were calling for thunderstorms, yeah. I don't know that you want metal poles in, in the right. ground. Mm-hmm. See, CloverCon is like, it's more like a bunch of friends running an anime club and kind of doing more without, like, a con <laughs> element, which does work for itself. It really does. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the money that you pay to get in, it's going to a great cause. So it's not that you know, oh, well, they're just using it for this. No, they're, you know, they're, yes, they're using it for themselves, but they're they using it They have to run the 4-H for... club, too, so. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're using it for, you know, great things and helping kids out and teaching kids and all of that. So it's, you know, it, it's yes. definitely, if you're in the area for it, go to it, because it's fun. Mm-hmm. Now, the main <clears throat> issue that we do have with the con, which it can't be helped, is... The Wi-Fi issue and the 4G issue. When you walk into the main area, 4G is good. But once you get into the main area where the dealer's room is, the basketball court, it kind it does drop out. So unless you're on Verizon, and even then you'll be on one bar. But maybe it was me, but my maybe it was me, but my phone was you know shite the entire weekend. I had to go like. No, well, yeah, like I mean. Several... Yeah, I was able. I, I had a. Big... I had a pretty decent signal in the front area, and in the back, it it dropped out. Yeah, I mean, it all depends on where you are, but at the same time, it's a small convention. Go hang out with friends. Yeah. Get off the damn phone. If you want to take pictures, take pictures on your phone and upload them later. But just go and have fun. And I, speaking of taking pictures, disconnect. Yeah. Now, one thing about when you say about uh, taking pictures, I took a, I think it was a Nico, she was cosplaying Nico Yazawa. She got excited that I took her picture. So. That's a good feeling to yeah. have someone liking your cosplay and getting a photo of you. Because one thing I noticed at Castle Point, some, a few people, a couple of you were asking me if I, if I did this professionally. I'm like, no, I'm just a dude with a camera. I just have fun with this. I just take pictures. That, that, that's all I do is take pictures. Um. I've won my awards by myself and with my friends. And, you know, I'm at, I feel this is my turn to give back to the new generation. Let them have their 15 minutes of fame. I'll do photo shoots, this and that, but I just have fun with it. That's all it is. So, I would say, honestly, if this happens again next year, I've, I'm going to tell you flat out, do both. Because the Matt, Castle Point does their, walk, their cosplay walk-ons on Saturday, so... I would say do both. Enjoy Saturday. 
you know, drive down to some the Somerset area, book a local room, and head over to CloverCon. You're going to have a good time. You really are, and and bring your friends because this because CloverCon reminds me of when I first started going to conventions back when conventions were really all about fun, having a good time. It wasn't this drama and bullshit, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's just you go, you hang out with your friends, you get to do a little bit of shopping, you get to you know watch some anime, you get to sit down and uh, see some people doing some panels. And they do have a really good mix of panels. They had a Sailor Moon panel this year. They had a Yellow Submarine panel this year. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it, it's not like they're just going, oh, you know, here's here's some generic panels. Have at it. Um, <clears throat> so it, it's, it's definitely something that if you're just looking to go and hang out and have fun and forget about the drama that is your normal convention, this is where you want to go. Definitely. So, all right, now that we got that out of the way, and we actually have time, so we're going to quickly go through anime news, strange news from Japan, and kind of wrap up the show. So let me pull up my notebook here. Um, all right, Ari, tell us what's going on with Magic Knight Ray Earth. Um, let's see. Uh, it celebrated its 20th anniversary pretty quietly with some low-key merch and a new Blu-ray box set. But enough time has passed since the original wave of nostalgic promotions for the series to gear up the next round, this part, this time part of its 25th anniversary. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Grandfart shop with A3 Market inside the Ikebukuro shopping mall Parco will introduce new merch featuring the characters Hikaru, Fu, and Umi starting on May 26th. These items include wallets, phone cases, keychains, and more all drawn the cute doodle style art. Looks better than the Cal Art style. Hey-o! <laughs> anyway, uh, the 94-95 Magic Knight Ray Earth anime adapted Clamp's fantasy manga of the same name. The story follows Hikaru, Umi, and Fu as they are transported to the fantasy world of Sephiro and told it must become the legendary Magic Knights that saved the kidnap- kidnapped pillar of Sephiro Princess Emerald before Sephiro collapses entirely. Maybe it was just me, but like the first exposure I had to Magic Knight Ray Earth was remember back like all all the record stores are around in the nineties. I don't have the uh, anime magazines on the racks. Yeah, I had, it was an, it was part of Mix Zine. Remember that yeah, one? Yeah, I, I I still have my Mix Zines, and really? there was a I have a couple of them too. And there was a game for the Sailor Saturn that actually uh, came over via Working Designs. But yeah, it's a good series. <clears throat> Pardon me. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I am curious to see about checking out this merchandise. Maybe if we're lucky, we'll, somebody will bring it over. Anything is plausible. Mm, at this point, yeah. I think we're at the point where we're like, okay, enough about the merch. When is the reboot series happening? You know, because but then again, Ray Story had a reboot, so. Mm-hmm. But you know, from Ray Earth to Sailor Moon, we're, j- we're going to another uh, Magical Girl series, and this was just recently announced at ASEN that Viz Media will be screening Sailor Moon S and Sailor Moon Supers in movie theaters this summer. It's well, The difference is that 
if you notice, when the movies did came out a few years ago, they each had a little subtitle to it. Like, I forget the one for R, but um, if you look it up, you can find it. For Sailor Moon S, it was called Hearts and Ice and Super's Black Dream Hole. I think that was something that Pioneer put on there to kind of make it more appealing. But they are coming over Sailor Moon S, the movie, and Sailor Moon Super's, the movie. The S movie will include an encore screening of the Sailor Moon R movie. And you'll be able to see it on two days. July 28th for the dubbed version and July 30th for the subtitled version. Sailor Moon Supers, you'll get a chance to see that August 4th for the dubbed version and August 6th for the subtitled version. And it will come with the special Amy's First Love. Tickets go on sale on June 1st. And if you head on over to fathomevents.com slash collection slash sailor dash moon, there is an open page there and you can kind of let and you, that's where you can go to buy the tickets. But most likely, since it's a Fathom event, you'll be able to get your tickets through Adam through the Adam app or Fandango and so on and so forth. Now, earlier this uh, not earlier this year, last year, Viz screened Sailor Moon R and uh, yeah, January last year and in Canada in March. The screenings also featured Makeup Sailor Guardians anime short, which is kind of cool. And also, like like I pre mentioned previously, Pioneer, which is now Jenny on Entertainment, they released the films on VHS and DVD between 1999 and 2004. And believe it or not, up until this point, those movies were a hefty penny. You could, you would find them on eBay, and they were going from 100 to 300 dollars. Because Yikes. well, the thing is, they were in short demand. No one really, and the thing is, no one didn't. They just wanted. They just wanted it for the subtitles because of the quality of the, of the, the, the animation quality, the, the 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 masters that they used for that. I know there was some debacle about Viz not getting the pure HD masters for Sailor Moon, but that's a story for another time. I'm not getting into that. I'm just happy to have the series. On a physical medium that I can per that I can watch instead of having to go through fan subs, which I bl believe I have hit the delete button on all of them. So definitely be on the lookout for that. FathomEvents.com, June first. Get your tickets for the Sailor Moon S and Super's movies. All right, now I believe Mako Chan's been playing a lot of Pokemon Go lately. Well, I had to play this weekend. Why and you... thus, I got sick. <laughs> Why did you yeah, have to play Yeah, you were pretty attached weekend? to that thing this weekend. Um, well, Pokemon Go, uh, they had their little special uh, day for May. Mm -hmm. And they were doing Charizard, and I had to get a Chinese Charizard. Because I wanted my big-ass black flying lizard. You know, can't call him a dragon. He's not a dragon. It's a big-ass black flying lizard that shoots fire out of its mouth. But, you know. <clears throat> but it was announced uh, that instead of the next gen coming out, which everybody has been waiting for, the Kanto Alola versions are going to be coming out first. Hmm. Uh, no date on when they will be announced. It is a coming soon type of deal right now. But it looks like uh, for Pokemon Go, 
the Pokemon like Raichu, Diglett, and Meowth will start popping up as Alola versions. And that's kind of fun. <clears throat> uh, so their little blurb is, Sunny days are ahead. Whether your forecast calls for rain or shine, we're celebrating all around the world by introducing some special Pokemon from the tropical Alola region to Pokemon Go. So they've got a little <clears throat> a little picture of all of the Kanto Alola silhouettes up, and I'm kind of excited. Because I like those versions. Uh, some they have their own, you know, strengths and weaknesses to them, obviously. I see Volpex for the win. Oh yeah, Ice Volpix is fun, but the, the first thing I thought about was when I saw the uh, half-dark, half-normal Raticate, I was like, oh, wow, you made it worse by giving it a four times weakness to fighting. Good job! <laughs> so, yeah, again, no idea when exactly it will be coming out, but that will be the next full-on Pokemon release. And then, of course, there will be the June Pokemon Day, which will be the 19th. So, yay for that as well. Pretty cool. And now that we got through that, now we're going to get into the comedic yet painful part of the show. Strange news from Japan. Painful? What do you mean by painful? You know. I don't feel pained at all. Well, of course you don't. You 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 somehow are are, are immune to it because you do find these fucking fucked up articles. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, You're welcome. So who's uh, taking the first one? I'm I'm calling the second one. Okay, I'll take the first one then. Okay. So yeah, they they Japan is weird. You think? You don't say. And they do a lot of really weird marketing strategies. So one of their marketing strategies was to have a Japanese actor and singer, uh Takeyuki Yamada, appear at a mall. And while that might not seem very weird, uh, he was collaborating with a lingerie company and was there to measure women's busts. Well then. Yeah. So people started lining up at about 5 a.m. and there were thousands of them. So at 5 a.m., these people started lighting up at the mall to have this guy measure their busts. Um, yeah. The marathon was set to run from 10.30 until 5. So some of these women that are standing around are standing around for 12 hours. And remember, I said there were thousands that showed up. Only 300 tickets were were given away. 
Okay. Oh boy. You know how us, how we get on lines for merch and signature. Fellas, you, you can't say shit right now. Shut up. Take the L. I'm not saying anything. Mm. Yeah, Japanese fangirls are just as bad as fanboys. Yup. But at least it kind of anyway, smell better. Yeah. So, he did do some live streaming of what was going on. And some of these pictures, he looks bored as hell. He looks absolutely not even thrilled to be doing what he's doing. Yada yada one of, Yeah, one of those, you know, I'm just going to sit here and you're going to give me money and I'm just going to shut my mouth. But anyway, so not only was he measuring people's busts, and by that I mean he basically took a uh, measuring tape, put it around the underside of uh, a woman's chest and men too don't don't get me wrong men were there too as long as they lined up with a, a female buddy they were able to get this done too um and one of the warnings was breasts may be touched inadvertently during the measuring process yeah don't say i would have never guessed so on top of all of that he then you know held up different color room bra sets quote unquote uh, to help the people decide what colors they would like. While doing this, he is in a t-shirt that has a woman's figure on it wearing said bra and panty set. Um. So he's being a billboard for this stuff, too. Yeah, pretty much. But, I mean, all of these pictures, he's just static and standing there and with no smile on his face and looks absolutely completely bored. But, yeah, so despite, you know, 3,000 plus people lining up, only 300 were given the ticket to be able to actually be measured. <clears throat> and the line was already cut off by 5.50 a.m. That's when they had finished handing out all their tickets. Jesus. So, and as I said, there were men there that, you know, were also participating because not for nothing, this is a complete and total joke. Uh, and even with the guys, the guys are all, you know, oh, ha, 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 look at, he's, he's, you know, measuring my breasts. And this actor is just so freaking static and not smiling or anything. I mean, there are some pictures where he's smiling at the person. But if he's actually looking at the camera, he's just, like, completely, you know, dead face. Just dead panning the whole way through. Yeah, but I it's, mean... The... It's like he give, gave away his last fuck months ago. Yeah, I, mm -hmm. the good thing is that a portion of the sales did go to the Pink Ribbon Foundation, uh, which provides financial support to breast cancer charities. So uh, it's not that it was, you know, a complete you know, oh, yay, boobs. There was a secondary reason for it. But at the same time, what the fuck, Japan? Uh, what have I always... What have I said a lot? It is what it is what it is. Uh... 
Mm. Now we so I go, guess you're taking the next one? Now we go from boot to bras to shoes. Everyone's got their fetish. And no, I am not kink-shaming. It seems that a police officer was caught smelling a co-worker's shoes. And what did the police department say? Sniffing shoes is not illegal. So last week, a 30-year-old police officer turned in his badge and gun after he was caught on camera sniffing the shoes of a female officer that he had a thing for. Well, no surprise there. Oh, boy. So back in February, this officer entered the office of the Shizen Station in the Fukui Prefecture in the middle of the night. For the record, he was on duty at the time and managed to get a master key for the station, which he used to access the office. So while he was inside there, he tracked down the shoes and other personal belongings of a female colleague and proceeded to smell and caress them. But what this officer didn't know that there was a surveillance camera installed. Now, when he was caught, not caught, but when he was confronted about it, he straight up confessed. And since he was facing trespassing charges, he was given the option to voluntarily resign from the force. And the Fukui police released a statement in regards to this, saying that, Although the act of sniffing shoes is not illegal, it is inappropriate for an officer of the law. Now, Japanese netizens had their questions and thoughts in regards to this. Oh yeah, there were questions, alright. Yes. As things such as, I know it's wrong to laugh, but dot dot dot. The guy has a fetish, self-control is not an, op not an option. Does her shoes really smell all that different from anyone else's? Why is the Fukui police addressing the shoe smelling and not the unlawful entry in their statement? That's a valid point. You're going all about the sniffing of the shoe, but the fact that he was trespassing. Isn't this sexual harassment? And also, creepy. And why isn't it illegal to smell and touch another person's things? And on top of this, this officer will have, with, will have to explain why he had to resign from the force at the age of 30. But, oh, this is going to be such a, such a fun conversation with the unemployment officer. Yeah, but it seems that smells are a big industry in Japan, so he may just end up with a new job. Okay, Ari, make sure you have a shop before you do this one. That bad, huh? Yeah. A middle-aged man was arrested for stealing whistles from little girls. What? Told you. Uh, sir, on May 17th, in a park in Kasaga City, Fukuoka Prefecture, an 11-year-old girl was playing jump rope in the park after school. For her security, she had been given an ID tag and a crime prevention whistle to blow in case of trouble. On this particular day, though, it was initially hard to tell if the trouble had arrived in the form of a 31-year-old man who approached a girl. He said, blow your whistle, and then request the man, and when a girl refused, he grabbed it and tagged from around her neck and ran away. The girl was unharmed, but quickly reported the incident. Her description 
they've matched similar reports in the area of a strange man asking girls to blow their whistles and then run away. <clears throat> Something in this latest report must have been a big tip-off, though, because on 18th, May 18th, Fukuoka, Fukuoka Prefectural Police announced the suspect's arrest and found about a collection of 12 similar whistles. Oh, boy. The whistles were put on display for the media, along with a sign officially declaring the incident as Tokui Seto, or unusual theft. According to, adding to the peculiarity of it, the suspect reportedly admitted to the crime saying, I like girls around elementary school age. I wanted her to blow the whistle. Oh my god. Fuck this. Fuck this planet. And here come the comments. There's some messed up guys in there. I really want some news program to react to this. Unusual theft whistle five. When I read the sign that said unusual theft, I nodded and thought, indeed. The work of an anime otaku. Seems like he's, seems like he likes anime and I have never been more sure of something than I am this guy's an anime otaku. And one comment also suggested a link to the webcomic slash anime Made in Abyss, which features a 12-year-old heroine who is part of a group of cave explorers who use different cover whistles to assign ranks. Oh, good lord. Ugh. Maybe it's just wishful thinking, but hopefully this time an unusual theft is really nothing more than your average run-of-the-mill unusual theft of whistles. And, like, I don't know, this guy doesn't have, like, a whole bunch of girls like this on display in a, in a bunch of lockers somewhere in a basement. And I'm looking in the chat room here. I think... There has got to be at least, I think there's only one person in the chat room that's thinking of the same DDR song that I'm thinking, and I'm just going to leave it at that. I don't think... Which, which one? This song. Oh my god. Yes. That's the trend. This is more... It's, there you go. Yeah, this song was running through my head while you were talking about this story. <sighs> yeah, I think we're done. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Nada. Nada. We'll be back.
Nakuta. Yo, 
Well, I guess if it wasn't for the rant, the show probably would have ended, like, maybe seven minutes earlier as planned, but... <laughs> well, you know, we get kind of passionate about this shit. It ain't that right, Mako-chan? Uh-huh. Mm. So if you like the show, tell a friend, then you turn it to another friend, and so forth. We're independent bloggers, independent podcasters. We do this for the fun of it. So if you have any questions about the show or an email, you want to tell us what's up, you could drop us a line at podcast at animejamsession.com. Again, that is podcast at animejamsession.com. We're here to believe you. We want to know what's up. And while you're there, check out our website at animejamsession.com where we post links to our photos and videos, our convention reports, anime reviews, our cosplay tips and tricks, editorials, and all cool stuff, including our podcast. So definitely check out our site at animejamsession.com. And you can also find our podcast on various aggregation sites such as Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Stitcher, Groove, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, Google Podcasts, and Weekly on the Vogue Network forums. Uh, some sites, you have an option to leave a five-star review. It'd be really, really cool if you did. We'd really appreciate that. So, you know. And don't forget to check out our other social media links. Uh, YouTube.com slash Anime Jam Session TV. Twitter.com slash Anime Jam Session. And Facebook.com slash Anime Jam Session. So to everyone who follows us on those social media sites, thank you so much. We could not do the show without y'all. So we really appreciate it. And don't forget you can always find us here on the VOG Network. Live Tuesdays at 9.30 p.m. On call presentations Thursdays at 2. Podcast goes up that Friday. So definitely swing by, check it out, and have a listen. All right, fam. We have a little bit of extra time. Around the room. Last words, Ari. I just want to go to bed. Mako-chan. Happy Goth Day. You got it, Abby. My last words. Dumping photos and videos from my little um, flat hard drive to my desktop to get stuff done. And so, uh, that's it. Um, we'll be here next week. We'll be here for a while. I don't think we'll be taking off until the end of the summer, if that. Um, our next con as a, as a squad will be Anime Next, so swing by. Come to the con, check us out, say hi. You'll probably find us in the, in the dealer's room or the formal. Who knows? So, that's it, is it? Yeah, that's mm-hmm. it. So, I'm Ranma. I'm Ari. And I'm Makachan. Great fight. Great night. See you next week. Good night, everybody. Night. Uh, before we get out of here, I just want to say real quick, uh, Ray J want to let you all know, there is a convention up in Buffalo, NickelCityCon.com. Check out NickelCityCon.com. Okay. Um, Makachan, last words. Not last words. Say goodnight, Makachan. Good night, Mako-chan. Well, shit! I think she's a base! <laughs> okay, y'all. My voice is going, shut up. Good night, y'all. We're out of here. Now we're going. <laughs> and gone we went. This podcast has been a production of Anime Jam Session and AJS Productions. No fanboys and fangirls were hurt, maimed, shot, electrocuted, or pistol-whipped in this episode. For now. The views, opinions, and thoughts expressioned on this show do not reflect the staff or the network as a whole. But we're still right, damn it. For transcripts of this episode, start typing. Check us out at AnimeJamSession.com 
and vognetwork.com for more information about us and other programming. Jamatane!